Bring in more revenue while saving money and differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack vying to win those guests by becoming more environmentally friendly. We will show you how easy it is and how cheap it can be, if not free, and share all the opportunities available. So join us each week as we take another step along the green path. That's one more step to differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack. The Green Path Podcast is kindly sponsored by Sestonica, the first sustainability recognition for vacation rental homes. What if vacation rental professionals could influence millions of travellers to make their own homes more sustainable? Show the world that you have taken steps to make your vacation rental consume less and get your badge on sestonica.com. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Green Path Podcast. We know the saying, home is where the heart is. Well, now we have home is where the savings are. Today's guest is a professional landlord, and through his experiences, we'll learn what we can do not only for our rentals, but of course, to our own homes too. Between electricity, water, and gas, there are savings that you could be missing out on right now. Today, my guest is James from Tanner Properties. Hello, James. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you very much for coming along today. James, I always like to start the episode with going back to where your sustainability journey started. And I believe it started after watching a documentary. Can you tell us a little about that? Yes, my wife and I went to see a film about 12 years ago, a documentary called The Age of Stupid. And um, it was talking about how the world might be in 2050, with the impact of global warming. And uh, that really sort of triggered our interest in this whole subject so mm-hmm. to learn more about it, really, because we were quite concerned about what might happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Did you think you could actually make a difference after watching that and, and taking your steps? Did you think you could actually contribute to a difference? Well, we did. My wife's actually a psychologist. Um, she has been her whole life. Um, and what she decided to do after seeing that documentary was she wanted to make a environmental education workshop for children aged seven to 11, which is very much sort of hands-on rather than sort of teaching them. So get them to sort of do things themselves and learn from their own experiences. Mm. So that's what we did. We designed this workshop and we went into uh, lots of schools and we educate, we sat on the, on the floor in the assembly rooms and we educated uh, 5,000 children about uh, global warming. <laughs> So, wow. Can you, can, you, can you explain it? I'm sure, I mean, you know, it'd be a long course to, to explain, but can you, in a nutshell, what did you teach them? Well, um, the first thing we did was we did a, 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 we did a bit of a drama exercise where we, we said, can you imagine that uh, the governments have banned the use of all private petrol cars from tonight? How, how are you kids going to get to school? And boom, suddenly they all put their hands up and they give us all these ideas about cycling, walking, you know, scooting public transport, just to get them into a different kind of mode. Mm-hmm. And then we, we actually made our own cartoon about the subject. So we, we, we then uh, played this cartoon to them. And then the, the main part of the whole uh, exercise, which they loved, was we then got to divide them into groups of six or seven. And we got them to make a globe using recycled materials that they had collected themselves and brought into school. They made a globe showing the problem of global warming or the solution. And then when they'd finished, each group got up and presented to everyone else in the assembly 
what they'd done and what the, their message was. So all the children were learning by doing and learning from each other rather than learning from us. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. That really is hands-on. And it's nice to for them to use their imagination too. That's great. Yeah. And, and then we went back a year later to do a, to do a follow-up assembly. And I thought, well, a lot of the children may have forgotten what they learned. So my wife, the first thing she was, she said, hands up if you remember us from a year ago. Have you made any green changes? And everyone in the group, the 80 kids, put their hand up. And they've done one, they did, they've done at least one green thing that they're still doing a year later. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. that's really nice to have an effect like that. Really nice. And, and then your journey, how did it move into property then in terms of being sustainable and property? Well, basically, uh, we wanted to buy a, a home for ourselves that was actually future-proof for future generations. We wanted a sustainable home. And at the same time, we wanted to have a home that we could open up to the public and do loads and loads of tours and show people, anybody who was interested, show people exactly what they could do in their own home. And it's not rocket science. It really isn't. Really, mm -hmm. it's not. It's actually not that complicated. So that's what we did. So we, we bought a house. I, I just sent you some photos before, actually. We, we bought a house that was uh, from the 1890s. And we want, it was very cold and it was very um, energy heavy, using a lot of uh, heating and hot water. <clears throat> it's in uh, London, mm -hmm. UK. And um, we made it very, very, very energy efficient. But we restored the original features of the house from the 1890s, Edwardian style house, it's called. We made it very, very energy efficient. And then we opened up the public, and we still do, uh, 10 years later, every year, we give uh, virtual tours uh, to anybody that's interested to explain all the measures we did and try and encourage, because we want as many people all over the world to live sustainably and have sustainable homes wherever they are in the world. Fantastic. We'll have to organize a Green Path episode where we have a virtual tour. Yes. Oh, I didn't know about that. Okay. That's definitely an episode. So can you tell us some of the, some of, okay, not everything, but maybe some of the things that people can start off doing? Or what is something that's really glaringly obvious that is really going to slash a, a utility bill, electricity, gas, water? Oh, not water. Well, for, for property managers and managing agents, the, 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 the low-hanging fruit, where the, the starting point really for this, is to have very good uh, controls for heating, hot water, and electricity. So if you're in a if you're in a cold climate, it'd be the heating and the hot water. If you're in a hot climate, it'd be controlling the electricity for, for the air conditioning. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter which way it is. So that's sort of the starting point really and we had um we had we have some very good controls for that so we only have the, the heat because we, london's obviously cold most of the year so we only have the heating on uh, and the hot water just the bare minimum that we actually need it for a couple of hours and then as the weather warms up when you get into sort of spring and summer and autumn we would have the heating on less and less in fact we'd have it off for six months of the year so mm -hmm. spring summer autumn because we don't really need it Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's the sort of low hanging fruit that any um, short term landlord or managing agent anywhere in the world you know could start by doing that. Okay, now, is this is this like then having heating on timers or sensors, or if you're not in a room all day, don't put the heating on in that room? I mean, how do you control the heating in a property? Well, we did it 
because this was 10 years ago, so yeah. technology has advanced slightly, but at that point we did it with a timer. Yes, mm -hmm. so we have a timer for heating, we have a timer for hot water, mm -hmm. and we adjust it monthly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Yeah, but right. nowadays, you can, on top of that, you can have sensors as well. So for example, if you're a short-term landlord or a short-term managing agent, because um, I've been told about this by various uh, holiday lets owners, Mm -hmm. um, so if somebody rents your property and they have the heating on all day and they're not there or it's not needed because it's quite warm that can be sort of there can be lots of sensors and controls to sort of stop that uh, excess you know wastage of, of heating or air conditioning if it's in a, in a, in a hot climate yes. and there's lots of kits you can get um, to to do that and I think what's what's very important is that um, the, the short-term landlord or the managing agent gets some professional advice mm. to make sure they get the right kit because there's lots mm. of kit out there mm. and a lot of it doesn't necessarily do what it says on the tin. So mm. it's important to get that right, get the right kit and get it installed correctly, make mm. sure it gives you, you know, that, that, that saving that you want. Mm. So that was, that's sort of the low-hanging fruit. Um, the next thing we did was we actually insulated the whole house and we also added some additional ventilation so, for example, in December, when it was zero outside, we'd have the heating on for one hour and it would stay hot the whole day. Oh, my God. OK, I was going to say, where does insulation fit into this? But OK, here we go. So that was because of insulation that yes. you, could only have the, you only needed it on for an hour a day? We have insulated the walls that face the outside. We insulated under the ground floor. We insulated the loft and we also insulated the roof and we put some additional ventilation in as well because when you insulate a property what you're doing is you're effectively you're putting a plastic bag around it you're yeah. keeping retaining the heat but at the same time you're also retaining the moisture and the condensation from showers from cooking from everything so if yeah. that if that moisture and condensation is not released it sits on the walls and turns to mold which can be yeah. quite dangerous yeah. so it's very important if you are if a landlord is going to insulate but they also put some good ventilation as well. And that's absolutely crucial that you need expert advice on what products to use for the insulation and the ventilation. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely, it's not worth doing unless the landlord gets some proper, proper professional advice so it's done properly. Mm. But you know what? It sounds like it would pay off to do all of this properly if it means you only have to have your heating on for one hour a day. In, in London, of all places, one hour a day. That's pretty incredible. The other, the other big thing uh, that's really sort of come to light now, in light of the massive increase in energy prices, is we put solar, we put solar PV panels on the roof. Mm -hmm. um, and um, during the day, there's, there's sometimes there's more electricity produced than we use, and it can automatically um, give us free hot water as well. So the return on investment of doing that is within three to five years for, for mm -hmm. a landlord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a no-brainer, really. It's a no-brainer in, in with current electricity prices the way they are. Yeah. Anywhere in the world. You know. Yeah. And, and okay, so that's that's electricity. How, how do you save money on water? Uh, I'm assuming it's this kind of shower head that you uh, put in your properties? Yes, water. Um, yes, you can um, change the shower head. And uh, an average shower head uh, allows 15 litres of water flow a minute. Uh, so you can change that from 15 to seven or four, depending on what you want. 
And there are a number of different manufacturers of shower heads. So I would recommend the landlord tries a couple of different ones to see what they like. Some shower heads, you can actually adjust, mm-hmm. sort of, not just the water flow, but the way the water comes out. Some mm-hmm. of them add a bit of air and some don't. So you can sort of try and see. So that's, that's certainly something you can do. You can, and you can also put a low flow on the taps as well in the kitchen and you know, in all the rooms in the property. Mm-hmm. Yes. Low flow. So that involves a plumber. Uh, yes, that would involve a plumber. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I haven't heard about low flow with taps. Okay. Yes. Okay, so what about gas? What What could you recommend for gas? Well, I mean, do you mean gas for heating and hot water? Or do you mean yeah. gas for cooking? Well, however, whatever you, you would use gas for in a property, whether it's heating or cooktop or something, gas coming to the building, is there a way that you can save on gas usage? Well, yes. I mean, um, you, if you take heating, for example, well, I mean, when you heat a property, you can heat by gas, mm-hmm. uh, you can heat by electricity, and you can heat by oil. So you've got mm-hmm. different methods for that. But by insulating your property, by having some good heating controls, mm-hmm. by having um, by having very good airtight windows, because we change our windows as well, double glazed uh, with um, gas, low E uh, gas in the middle of them. By, oh. by doing all those things, um, you don't need much heating to keep the property warm. So you okay, have a much. What's the gas in between the glass? What's that about? I've never heard of that before. Well, basically, you need to have a gap between. If you have double glazed windows, you need to have a nice gap between the two panes with a yeah. bit of gas in the middle, um, and that uh, makes the glass much more energy efficient and uh, stops uh, substantially reduces heat being lost through the windows because because heat gets lost through through walls and and in fact he gets lost more through windows than it does through walls actually mm-hmm. yeah you can sometimes feel the breeze coming through the window through the glass i mean it's as odd as that sounds i have stood there and felt wind come through the window was it coming through the window or was it was it coming through the frame well it felt like it was coming through the glass but obviously it must have been coming through the frame it obviously it wasn't sealed yeah. properly or something but you know to stand there and think I've just closed this window but I can still feel a breeze it's like oh, no 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 I've got to talk to the landlord. <laughs> yes, so, so we draft proof as well we put these new double glazed windows and we, and we draft proof as well. Yeah yeah so look the thing is like you, you're enhancing your not enhancing you, you're, you're doing something to your property which means you use electricity, you use less gas, and you save money. At the end of the day, you, you are going to come out on top. Uh, well, actually, investment-wise. You actually save uh, about four, four or five different things. First of all, um, I've been reading a lot of research about this recently. Uh, energy efficient properties are worth more for resale today. I've, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of research about that, up, up to 5% more or even more than that. Uh, secondly, you are helping save the planet. Thirdly, if you're a homeowner or if you're a short-term landlord where you're paying the utility bills, your bills will be substantially lower, which means that you'll make more profits. Fourthly, I was just reading yesterday that 78% of people that are going to, that are this year, that will rent short-term properties anywhere in the world want sustainable homes, want eco-homes. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that you are going to have a substantial increase in the number of guests who want to stay in your property mm-hmm. you may even be able to charge a slight premium for that maybe you can't so there's there's like there's like it's not just improving your profit your profits mm. it's all the other benefits as well so it's mm-hmm. a bit of a no-brainer to do 
so at least some of these things initially and then have a roadmap to do them do, do more of the things as time goes on bit of an absolutely answer. absolutely can you tell us uh there on your website there's the heating uh savings that you'd had on your on your home can you tell us what that was yes we reduced our heating bills by two-thirds from two and a half thousand pounds to 900 pounds per annum which we were over the moon about and on the electricity side Basically, we used all the, the, heavy, uh, the heavy amounts of electricity we used was from kitchen appliances, washing machines, spin dryers, dishwashers. Mm -hmm. And we only used those appliances during the day. So that was, we had free electricity. <laughs> oh, right. Hang on, you had free, well, why did you have, is it free electricity from your solar panels? Yeah, yeah. Ah. We, only, we only used them during the day when it was light. Yeah. All those appliances. I mean, the, the, the dryer and the washing machine probably use more electricity than everything else in the whole house put together times three. Mm. Mm. And we only use those things uh, when it was light. Now, in the UK, you know, you have you have summertime and you have wintertime. So was, when it, in those hours when it was light, that's when we used all our appliances and we had free electricity. And in, in, in today's prices of electricity in the UK, it's the domestic price is 34 pence per kilowatt hour. Yeah, the return on investment of solar panels is a few years. Mm, incredible. Yeah. And here's everyone else doing all their washing and dishwashing and putting it on at night when it's off peak, when they can be doing it when they want to do it for free. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what are all the, um, the benefits for the tenants and the guests and the owners of doing all of these things? The benefit is saving money. You've got no mold. You've got a warm place. Uh, basically, it's comfortable and and say and you save money. And you're you're future proofing the property. You yeah. are helping save the planet. Yeah. Um, global warming uh, is um, continuing to increase, and we all need to do our our, our, our own bit. Mm. Uh, but, but you know, but the beauty is that the the the, the homeowner or the short term landlord or the managing agent can save money and help save the planet and give the guests the experience they want and have an increased value in their property. Mm. So they're gonna sort of, they're gonna make money and help the save the planet by saving money. So yeah. It's like a win, 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 win. I mean, why would they not do it? All over the world, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Why mm. would you not do it? With yeah. all those incredible benefits. I would encourage everyone to do it yeah. everywhere and seek good professional advice to make sure you yeah. do it properly. Yeah. I think I'm going to label this episode the motivation episode. You know, it's a no-brainer, kids. Let's listen and do it and, you know, win, win, win. Yeah. Why not? Just do it. Yes, just do it. Of course, the best three words in the English language, in a sentence. Yeah. Um, I, I, just, I just wanted to touch on, okay, so you did this great thing with the kids, teaching the kids, and you now have a consultancy or a service where you can help owners to to fix their properties up and to make it more efficient yeah, so can you tell us what sort of things that you you offer people what yeah, sort so, of stuff? so basically we um we, we 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 look at the whole property uh we we can do it virtually so the property could be anywhere mm -hmm. um always sometimes if it's in southeast england we can go and visit but mm -hmm. mainly we do it virtually and uh, we would look at the entire property, everything that's generating heat that's using gas or electricity. Mm -hmm. um, and we would produce a very detailed 
10 to 15 page report going through every single item that's using heat or hot water or electricity and what they what the landlord can do or the homeowner can do to reduce that we also say let them know roughly how much they could reduce their consumption by for each item and mm -hmm. which are the top 10 which are the top 10 items that can have the, uh, the greatest impact and help them put a roadmap together of okay this is the first step second step you know so they can do it when they've got the time when they've got the budget Mm -hmm. when, the, when the property's empty, you know, whenever they want to do it, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. You're talking appliances. What about if they want to go the whole hog and do, you know, insulation too? Would you offer guidance for insulation and the double glazing and things Absolutely. like that? Absolutely. Yes. The whole thing. We have, we have a whole range of technical experts that we work with uh, that could help with um, all those different areas. Absolutely. Great. A great resource. Yes. Some handholding there that some people need. That was good. Just out of interest, I used to live in England, and I and even in in France, I see the same sort of scale. What's the EPC? What does that stand for? What is that? Basically, that is um, it's a measure that's been set up quite a long time ago uh, about the energy performance of um, a well. There's, there's actually two. There's actually a, a residential energy performance, yeah. and there's a uh, non-domestic energy performance this and uh, every building is given a energy performance rating from g which is the worst to a which is the best and, and who who's, who scales it who measures it and gives you that rating how does that how does that happen uh, basically um there are there's a, a, a lot of the, a, 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 the type of job the job of the person that would do that is called a domestic energy assessor and there's lots of them all over the UK so they'd come to your property and they'd give you an EPC rating. Mm -hmm. So the property we bought was F when we bought it and after we finished all our works it's almost A. Oh wow okay <laughs> right yeah. okay and so this is about property and uh, you know we know that on appliances there's usually an efficiency scale rating whatever so we all want to go the most efficient appliance yes. as well yeah right okay and and is there anything else that you could share with us that we haven't touched on yet um about what you're offering or what else people can do to their homes well i think um from the short-term landlord's perspective or the managing agents for short-term landlords, I think that's the, the sector that mainly you're in. Yeah. Um, I think also um, it would be worth just thinking a little bit about um, what things could you do for the guests to make their experience more sustainable uh, without costing anybody any money. So things like having some bikes available for them, um, giving sharing where they where there's some nice bike routes locally to where your property is off road uh, all that's all that information is available online anywhere in the world mm. um and uh, having sort of you know recycling facilities having buying products for the for the property that are green products mm. um recommending local locally produced whatever foods or you know yeah. restaurants that make locally produced things just sort of encourage some some sort of local local yeah. thing and, and some green some green measure and again that's that i know from this research i've read that that's exactly what 78 percent of of your guests want today anywhere yeah. in the world anywhere in the world they yeah. want those green things they want yeah. those green and it, it's such a huge audience that uh i don't know why people are not get jumping on the bandwagon and and 
making their properties more sustainable because that is a very large percentage of guests that are looking for these kinds of properties. And uh, I think once you, once you've got the badge or the, the um, certification or something, you will reap all the benefits besides, you know, reaping the benefits from the savings and things like that as well. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, and particularly um, all the things that cost nothing. Uh, so there's no, there's no barrier to doing it. I think those things, I think that's where the short, the uh, holiday lets and the short-term landlords and the managing agents for the short-term landlords should start things that mm. cost nothing mm. and get those in first to, and, and then do all the other things for the guests as well. I think that would be a great starting point in any uh, short-term let landlord anywhere in the world yeah. to do those things today. I mean, why yeah. not? They've got yeah. nothing to lose and everything to gain, plus more yeah. guests and more money and more revenue. <laughs> so, yep. It's a win-win-win. It's a win-win-win. Yep. Yep, the win-win-win episode. Look, you know what? It's just all about taking that first step. You, yes. you know, we've been talking about the first steps in, in the last sort of nearly a year of this episode, of this uh, podcast. So, uh, yes, there are little steps you can take, and uh, I think it's a no-brainer. Everyone should be doing it. Yes. James, we're going to wrap up now. Anything else to finish up with? Or that was like a, the win-win-win, I think, might be the nice way to end it. Win-win-win. <laughs> Yeah, very good. James, it's been a pleasure having a chat with you and uh, hearing about uh, uh, the age of stupid. I think I'll pop a link. I'll pop that trailer in the link below. I'll put links in the uh, description below. And if you have any questions for James, pop them in the comments below. James, it has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for your time chatting with us today. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode and were at least a little bit inspired. If you'd like to catch up on the other episodes that you've missed, just head to thegreenpathpodcast.com. See you next time.